Hey guys, welcome to Athena's Might. I'm your host, Pauline, and this podcast centers around the benefits of strength training for women, female health issues, as well as how lifting benefits women's health in general. Throughout the show, I'll be bringing members from the Lady Lifters, the UNCC female weightlifting team slash club, and we'll be talking about their experiences about how weightlifting has benefited them physically, mentally, and emotionally. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Athena's Might. This is episode 15, and I am your show host, Pauline Oliera. So we are at that 15 episode mark, and I'm really excited and really happy to say, but I never thought I would be able to make 15 episodes come true with my vision, you know? So this is very exciting stuff, and I'm really excited for other topics that I'm wanting to discuss with other people. But today's topic, I think... Not only does it relate to a lot of young women, but to every college kid and whatnot, it's midterm season or it's nearing the end of semester season. So at the start of the semester, everybody's saying, hey, I got this. You know, I will study consistently throughout the week. I will study three times. No, you won't. No, you won't. Like, come on. (laughs) And it's not to say that, hey, nobody has work ethic, but it's really hard to say that at the beginning of the semester when you got all that new semester energy but mid-semester you are drained and whatnot so I really wanted to go into the topic of burnout and redefining or forming your own definition of wellness because I've been going through it and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been going through it and it skewed a lot of my own perception with how I view myself my work and even has given me a sense of imposter syndrome and it really sucks but just because it sucks doesn't mean there's no solution or ways to cope with it for lack of a better word so to give a basic definition I want to talk about burnout first so on the website talkspace.org burnout aka in this case emotional exhaustion essentially is basically accumulated stress that leaves people completely drained. And not only does it leave them completely drained, it leaves them exhausted with little to no energy to do anything. This can include lacking energy or feeling even hopeless from not knowing what to do in their situation. And so, yeah, that's just a bit of a harsh definition. But I think I'd really like to address it because I have been having a rut where I am I am burned out and I'm taking a lot of classes a semester. So I have 15 credits worth of classes. I take five classes and I am a show host. I don't necessarily even frequently update, like not update, but upload often. But I am also the social media coordinator for my club and lifting and juggling my relationship with myself, maintaining a positive relationship with the ones I love It's really hard and it's very taxing. I think I'd like to say taxing over hard because hard can just be something for me when I think of something that's difficult or challenging. It's running your head through a brick wall, but taxing is that it leaves you drained and fatigued. And I wanted to talk about this because this coincides with midterm season. So I know everybody is having that feeling of, hey, I've got to study or I've got to cram for my tests and exam. And while that is very good that you're wanting to prepare to succeed for your exam, it's not sustainable. And the reason why I want to talk about sustainable habits, especially in this topic, is because college or education, 
lasts for a set duration, right? So when you go out into the real world after graduating or hell, if you go into grad school, by the time you're in grad school or going into your workforce, you've already accrued a lot more experience. And hopefully, I mean, for me, I'm going to speak from the topic of a young 20-something. For So for all my fellow 20-year-olds, we'll possibly be in our mid-20s and maybe be settled or maybe even drop out of college entirely and find our own path. And by that time, we'd have a little bit more sensibility and more life experience to even look at that. But I think it's really important to look at the matter, the not the matters, but the mannerisms and the habits you build when you're in your early 20s because a lot of that carries into being a quote-unquote full-fledged adult. So from my experience, so this past couple of weeks has been really taxing because I've, I'm juggling all these classes and I feel a lot of pressure for me to find a job because currently I'm unemployed and I have this constant nagging at the back of my head that's saying, hey, you don't have enough money to pay for your phone and have enough money to pay for your car. And it just nags at me because there's a sense of myself that feels very unproductive, that I could contribute more to my family, to my household, and to even provide for myself. And it got really bad when my boyfriend wanted to buy me food and I would just deny it and I eventually gave in. So that's a little bit more personal, but that's a more surface level example of how taxed I've felt and how just emotionally lethargic I have been to where I feel as if I can't necessarily commit to even going out with my friends or even having an evening for myself because I would turn it around and say, hey, I could be doing homework by the time it's around 10 in the evening. And I actually have. I would do homework at 10 in the evening or read a textbook chapter before I went to bed, an hour before I um, went to bed for the night. And I think that's really, really not healthy because I have, well, the days after those events where I would just do homework in the evening, I would just hate myself. And I don't really want to get all negative again, but I would feel more dread just doing things I usually like to do. And it sucked because it impacted my diet or my eating because I would actually just not eat <laughs> in favor of doing homework. Now, there's a lot of this to pack, unpack, you know, like if you go see a counselor, they're going to be like, hey, you know, let's unpack this. So there's a lot of this I have to unpack. But I noticed this burnout was just really not doing me well because I would forget to eat. I would be doing my workouts and I would feel hungry and I would just feel more tired and drained after a set. And it sucked to have that feeling to constantly go home and I'm starving and then I just eat everything and repeat the whole cycle again. And another big thing that really impacted my sense of burnout was that I've been trying to find answers for what my condition could be, the basal vagal syncope where I'm passing on the toilet and I'm fine by the time I arrive to the hospital. It's really scary because these episodes I've been having with passing out have occurred since I was 10 or 11, but I also noticed that having this sense of certainty was impacting me because I felt uncertain, you know, and it really felt... <sighs> I don't know, like it, it just felt so demeaning because I would go to my primary care provider under my mom's um, insurance and whatnot like a year ago and I would tell him this and he would just dismiss it. And this is not to say, hey, dissing all the male doctors anything, but that moment right there 
it just keeps repeating because I felt hopeless. Like this is just going to happen. I have to live with it. But with what I've learned in weightlifting of getting better and learning to become stronger and develop your better sense of self, I didn't want to stay in that rut of saying, hey, this is how it's going to be. I actually decided to do my own thing. I started researching into what causes it. And eventually I would talk to my OB and say, hey, this is happening to me. What can be done? And she eventually instructed me to look and ask my doctor about seeing a cardiologist or an endocrinologist. So pretty soon I'll be meeting with my new endocrinologist, which will be hopefully exciting. I'll hopefully get some answers. And I think ever since I've started just going out on my own terms and researching, I've been really proud to say that I'm now taking ownership of my wellness or my health. And so not only have I done that, I've actually started getting into cooking more routinely. So I would cook on the weekends. I would just find these really basic recipes like high protein orange chicken and I would make it because I love chicken and I love food. And I started just drinking muscle milk and it's actually really pretty good and it's given me an extra boost of energy and so with that in mind with modifying or making changes to eating routinely or on a consistent basis it's helped me develop a better sense of self especially because I hate to break it to you but as much as I do strive to becoming your better self I do follow these really hot like female fitness influencers and even some models that I've continued like I've consistently compared myself to and that's where my imposter syndrome kicked in because in my lowest rut which was two weeks ago I would just find myself scrolling and looking at this really let's just say well-figured you know well-built woman and she would you know be posed and flexing and stuff and I would just keep looking at myself in the mirror and say like I'm not that strong you know I wish I was her and let me stop you there folks let me stop you there ladies that's the hardest thing and that's the scariest thing to ever think to wish to be in somebody else's body and I feel that's really invalidating and very sad because millions of us women go through that and I'm not saying men don't go through it but we have different ways of expressing that, you know. There's a lot of female influencers who are fit, who have a lot of money, and they get advertised on the women's magazines, you know. And it's really hard to step away from that when a lot of what I got into for lifting was because of Lean Beef Patty or Monica Grande, like the, the big, like, buff chick on instagram with long brown hair it's she looks like a jojo character essentially if you know what you're talking if you know what i'm talking about but it's hard because they're essentially the standard i've set for hey this is what a strong ideally athletic woman i want that i want to become but when i remember just laying on my bed on the side just scrolling through i felt so ashamed and just really devastated that it's come to the point where I'm thinking like that again where I wished I was somebody else's you know I wish in somebody else's body I wish I had somebody else's physique but there's always a caveat or caveat <laughs> there's always a caveat to this because you never know what that person's going through 
and I decided that I didn't really want to stay in this position anymore. And the reason why I think this is because, especially when you're on fitness, and for me, like from speaking from a woman's perspective, not only do we compare ourselves a lot, but we women have been shouldered with a lot of unrealistic female expectations for our body, for our image, for our weight, our height, even for our sex appeal. And also part of the reason why I got into weightlifting was that I think maybe a, a year or two ago during COVID, like buff women were becoming the thing again. Like buff women were becoming like a sex icon. And not to say I want to delve with any of that type of stuff, but seeing women that were not necessarily petite or feminine-ish looking, quote unquote, who had chiseled abs, who were really athletic, that was something I always wanted to aspire as when I was younger, and I just felt like I couldn't. But now I'm setting myself backwards by saying I want to be this woman when I'm not her. So to deal with the situation, I decided to try a few things, okay? And I recommend anybody to really get into these type of routines or these type of habits because they helped me ground myself and to face my reality as it is. So I really recommend these because not only do they do they help ground me, but they made me realize that it's a lot of just ego inflation. A lot of these ideas are just stem from the ego and wanting to be quote unquote always better when better looks different for everybody. And I love that idea because Wellness looks different for a woman who is fat or plus size versus another woman that is suffering from anorexia or an eating disorder and have you not. So I really, really would encourage you guys to try these out. So my first topic or habit that has helped me a lot with dealing with the constant sense to compare or constant instance of having to stop myself from scrolling through this really fit woman's Instagram or getting jealous about it was meditating. So I have become an advocate for meditation and also prayer. So I've been coming back to Christianity and as well as God, and it's been helping me very much so like enlighten myself and kind of relieve the woes, you know, off my shoulders for, you know, a day. It's not to say that you know, God or praying fixes everything, but setting that aside, setting aside time for yourself to pray or to meditate for, you know, someone to just hear you has been really helpful. But I specifically want to tackle more in meditation because I'm starting a new therapist and he's taught me this trick called body scanning where you just sit with your feet flat on the floor, maybe your hands are on your thighs, you're holding them, however, and you close your eyes you take these really deep breaths and you just notice what your body is feeling, how maybe the air is nearby your nostrils. I tried that during therapy and it was really weird. But, <laughs> you know, it's different for everybody and there's different modes. But I definitely agree that body scanning or checking in to see how your body feels, if you notice any tightness in your shoulders and afterwards, you know, taking a couple deep breaths and doing this for 10, 15 minutes has helped me tremendously because not to say that my insecurities would just disappear, but they would elevate themselves back to the ground. Because sometimes if I look at it this way, insecurities are like birds. They just fly off and you're, you're, the whole world or atmosphere is your mind. And you kind of want them to come back down and like, you know, perch on a little fence and just 
eat something. <laughs> That's how I like to think of it, and just to give it more anthropomorphic or human feel and to not let your insecurities overwhelm you. And I really notice a lot of benefits from meditating uh, consistently because I've had a lot of struggle with feeling validated in my work. And as a woman, especially growing up in an Asian culture, I grew up with this feeling that I needed to constantly prove myself through external means or validation. So that meant getting A's on all my tests, especially math, when I sucked so bad at math, um, doing really good on a test in band and coming home to my mom and telling her, like, hey, I did really good. And she's like, good job. I'm like, yeah. And eventually, hey, even in that point in time when I was really into band, I made it known that I wanted to be the best saxophone player, but that was purely out of ego and not just genuine enjoyment, which is really depressing. And so I think of those moments where it transfers into my comparison where I think of, hey, I need to work out this much. I need to eat this much so I can look like her. But then in the end, it doesn't really matter because my body will not look the same way as this other woman or this other fitness influencer or this model and whatnot. And I think remembering that is ha- is and has been so helpful because it's just, social media is just a big highlight reel and nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes. So I, I advocate for developing your own sense of wellness and your own sense of beauty. But we'll talk about the wellness part later. So for me, what also has helped, and this is the second thing I recommend too, is getting back into working out for yourself. And you can do this by writing down your goals for the year. So sometimes I've noticed that my goals have changed. So when I started my new workout program with my coach, Adam, I wanted to be big and strong. Like, yeah, I want to carry the boats type B, you know. But eventually when I started realizing how burned out I was and how little I ate, I just told him, hey, man, I think I got to back off on the exercises, especially the volume and intensity, because I want to focus more on getting good enough sleep and eating enough to where I have enough energy to even work out. So I believe having a person that you can come to, maybe your um, coach, maybe your own trainer or having someone with knowledge or not knowledge, but more expertise or technicalities, having that credibility to have like to sit down with you and look at you and say, hey, so what are your goals? You know what? How much time do you want to devote to this? How often do you want to work out? I think that's helped me a lot, not only in having, you know, a routine, obviously, but developing consistency and discipline and committing to my workouts. And I also love it because I love checking things off my to do list. So that's helped me a lot. And the third thing is reforming and integrating my interests back with weightlifting. So this is really important too in the grand scheme of things is because I, man, I, I'll tell you, I have also been in an art burnout. So for a lot of people that don't know, I illustrate or I draw online and on paper and pencil. So the cover art is the art I've drawn for this podcast and I hadn't touched my sketchbook in six or seven months which is insane because I usually draw every day you know every week and I noticed it impacted or the burnout has impacted my art to where I have this feeling I was like I just don't know what to do what to do and what to draw which is really sad and I really don't want to place that on anybody else but 
what's helped me most with coming out of this rut is just to realize that the hobbies I have are a lot of them are for enjoyment and for not only getting better but to just again develop that sense of discipline and finding joy in what I have in life and remaining present so I when I saw this like I actually sat down two days ago and started drawing for an hour it helped me realize how my own sense of self isn't from productivity or training but maintaining wellness so with that in mind I'm going to give you the good old definition, baby. So (laughs) on the Pfizer website, the official Pfizer website, like the people that made the vaccines and stuff, which is really cool, they have this article called What is Wellness? So on their definition, it says the act of practicing healthy habits on a daily basis to attain better physical and mental health outcomes so that instead of just surviving, you're thriving. I love that. And ever since I read that, recently I felt not as bad (laughs) I didn't feel devastated because in the end like our bodies we're constantly changing and we're constantly evolving and I really love the definition because it has such human and organic take to it it's the act of practicing not mastering not anything just practicing five push-ups a day every day noticing how your form's getting better or practicing healthy habits such as eating well, preparing your own breakfast, protecting your, you know, your boundaries and developing even the sense of boundaries and consistency for your mental well-being to attain better physical and mental health. So this means that when you've been practicing those five push-ups a day, when you're developing boundaries for yourself, you're learning what your limits are, how far can you go in the gym and how Are you going to talk to yourself if you fail? And I really love this because I think even though it's a really hard thing to go through, which is burnout, I chose to go in the direction of reframing and saying, hey, I think maybe something needs to change. And with midterms and the end of semester coming around, I really want you guys to keep this in mind that maybe if you're so tired, something's got to change. Maybe it's the way you, you, you look at yourself. Maybe it's the way you're approaching your classes maybe instead of having classes just to pass learn your classes as something you want to apply in your life maybe even though they're not going to be applicable to you in your future you're in the present you know you have the privilege of attending university and I think it's something that people ought to not take for granted as well as their health so I wanted to give you guys these tips because I've gotten a lot better in maintaining my routine and just making it a priority to eat so sometimes I would even shorten my workouts just to eat and doing that has made me feel a lot better because now not only do I have more energy I genuinely feel like I'm taking care of myself and I think that's the best feeling I really want people to have and to advocate for themselves for and for a lot of women and I know you guys can relate to me I really don't want you guys to compare yourself to other fitness influencers, especially on Instagram or social media, anything visually heavy, you know, for lack of a better word, because those are their highlight reels. You don't know what they're struggling with day to day. And I really think it's important because when you're in a platform to constantly present yourself athletically, it's hard not to not compare yourself. But just keep in mind that they might be going through a very bad breakup, They might be grieving. 
they're recovering from an eating disorder and you may not be able to handle their position if you were to swap bodies. That's how I think of it, which is really cool. But definitely I feel really happy in gaining my sense of self yet again and to be sharing my insights with you because this is just very important for me as a wannabe wellness girly, as they call it, <laughs> because I think a lot of wellness and fitness not only derives from your physical exertion, but your internal sense of self, your internal sense of training, your dedication to being a better person and being a better you, being a better woman, being a better man, whoever, however you wish to identify, you know. And I think to top it off with the last, last bit, People ought to understand and or I'd like you guys to understand that just because you want to be a better you doesn't mean you ought to forsake the identities you've built up for over the years. And I think it's really important. You know, I think it's important to say that just because you want to become better doesn't mean you're going to drastically change. There'll still be parts of you that are uniquely you, but there may be different versions of you that are coming up. You just didn't know it. So I hope you guys enjoyed these tips and these foods for thought. It's something I really wanted to just discuss with on this podcast because I've noticed I've deviated more from why women should lift weights to just general, maybe more philosophical takes for lack of a better word. But I do promise you guys I am wanting to cook up more some um, female like health issues and interview more because... I feel like you guys are getting tired of my voice. I'm getting tired of my own voice and I really want something new and challenging for this ep- this episode and this podcast to talk about. But yes, I hope you guys remember what I've said. In summary, you ought to look at yourself more compassionately. Try and get into meditation. Try to find hobbies that you lost or used to love and reconnect with them in a way, not for the sake of betterment, but the sake of just enjoying living, enjoying being a human being with these talents, with these abilities, and not to take them for granted. And three is defining your sense of wellness. What does wellness look and mean to you? What does it mean for you to be in the community of people who are interested in fitness and wellness? Do you want to be somebody that lifts yourselves and other people up or to Allow yourself to remain stagnant and keep falling into ruts, you know. But that's all for you to decide. And with that being said, I hope you guys dwell on this and ponder on it upon ye old books, <laughs> ye oldie books. And as usual, I hope you guys have a good one. See ya.